And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC. And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you about today's episode of Sponsor. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. We know that. But Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably, and they have the platform available to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. All right, friends, today we are going to be talking... We're going to be talking about some stuff that that people don't tend to talk about a lot, and and, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we have with us Drew Jarvis, and Drew is CMO and co-founder of Sunny Period, and is kind of revolutionizing a product industry that is really, really important to some of my favorite people, women and menstruators, and individuals who have to deal with their monthlies. And I'm just really, really excited to talk about innovations in this space, because you don't see them come along too often. But we have Drew here with us, and Drew is leading the charge. Drew, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. How's it going? Good. Uh, so tell us, tell us about your journey, Drew. Yes, I'd love to. So Oh, there's so, there's so much, um, but how can, where can I start? I guess um, I'm actually a recent college undergraduate myself. Um, I studied marketing and international business and have been in the period care space actually since high school. So back in 2018, when I graduated high school um, or right before I graduated, rather, I entered into a business idea pitch competition with my idea for a reusable menstrual cup that inserts like a tampon. Um, I saw a flyer one day for this competition. I'd always been kind of entrepreneurship-like. I've always been interested in like creative outlets and projects and knew I was going to business school. So I thought this would be a fun opportunity. And as I was looking into different things that I cared about, whether it was like safety, privacy, health, um, I came across menstrual cups for the first time. And I'd actually just started using one myself. Um, and that's when I realized they are a little bit tricky to use, at least the traditional ones. But they're so much better for the environment. You have so many benefits, like you can wear it for a lot longer than tampons and pads. And I mean, any menstruators out there know better than anyone that like, it is not a time when you want any more complications. Like you don't want your period product to be the thing that puts a wrench even further into your week. Um, right. when you're, like, I mean, you're already dealing with, you know, you have PMS and then yeah. the onset of menstruation, you often experience other symptoms, like you're already kind of feeling shitty. And exactly. now you have to deal with this piece of apparatus that let's face it, you know, not, not the easiest, right? No, 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 no. So like, and I am such a heavy flow person, like since middle, so I got my period when I was 10 years old, which is 
Oh, wow. Fairly young. Yeah, so like fairly young. Um, and I always had the worst cramps, the heaviest flow. Um, even in, in middle school, I would go through a super plus tampon in a, you know, 55 minute class period. And I was the kid, wow. was like, you know, constantly having to go to the bathroom. And it was just, it was horrible. There were times I was like stranded during a passing period in the bathroom, out of period products, whatever. So finally, senior year of high school, I learned about menstrual cups and I'm like, all right, this thing's so cool. Oh, this is going to be a wear, game changer. Right? I'm like, I can wear this for 12 hours instead of like one hour. Um, and you know, people save so much money, all this stuff, so many great benefits, better for the environment. I started getting into more like sustainable, like environmentally sustainable practices, whatever. So I try a diva cup and I was sitting in the bathroom for probably at least 20 to 30 minutes trying to figure out how to put this thing in. And I was like doing this weird mix of like laughing and crying, just like, what the hell's going on? Like, how do I get this thing inside of me? Like, I'm not trying to leak through this. Um, and after, you know, 30 minutes, finally figured it out. And I was like, holy shit, there has to be an easier way to do this. Like there has to be something out there that is just as eco-friendly and all the other benefits, but easier. Yeah. To and well, I, I want to talk, I really, I do want, I want to talk about the solution, but mm -hmm. the first thing I want to do is I want to set the stage a little yeah. bit. Because, you know, we have a lot of folks who listen to the show, and many of them may not be menstruators. And, and <laughs> so I want to kind of explain why this is important, like, why this whole conversation, like, there, there are some very big implications, and there are some very, like, micro impacts that we're talking about yeah. here. So, yeah, I, I want to set the stage a little bit here, because culturally the kind of work that you're doing with sunny period right now like we mm -hmm. we don't talk about menstruation and i mean i can point to any number of coworkers, classmates like folks that we have these secret private conversations mm -hmm. about hey you know i have my period and i feel like shit right now but we can't express it to the larger community like we have to keep it quiet or you know every every single menstruator i know carries around a tampon or some kind something with them mm -hmm. at all times in the event that not only you need to use it but you might need to share with someone else but you like tuck it up into your sleeve when you go to the bathroom <laughs> and you like you secret pass offs where right. you know you can't say it out loud here's your tampon go you know go with god have fun uh, <laughs> you, you can't do that publicly you can't talk about these things because there's this deep societal shame and stigma that is attached to menstruation and it drives me insane there is no other maybe with the exception of poop but there's no other <laughs> bodily function natural body mechanism that occurs that you have to be so silent about. And so I want to, I just want to make sure that we're like setting the climate for this whole conversation that we're about to have. How do you feel about that, Drew? And actually the question that I have for you is, does that make it more difficult for you to do your job? Oh my God. That's a wonderful question. <laughs> I think it's truly, I mean, I started getting into like the logistics of, you know, finding the right period product for you, but it does, if you back up even further, um, is like, that's truly where I got my start is like, being someone at a very young age, getting a period, being the first person I knew, having a really horrific period and not really being able to talk to anyone about it except for my mom. And it was just like kind of what set the stage for my interest in the topic at all. Um, but I mean, it, period products themselves is just one part of it. Like 
the tampon and like many period products were like invented by people who don't have periods. They were invented by men. And right. that's why in, in the lack of um, open conversation around the products and periods themselves is why there's been so little innovation over the past hundreds of years. Right. Like the menstrual cup itself was invented in the 1930s. In and the like 1930s. Wow. Yes. And like it didn't become popularized because people didn't know about it. Right. And like it's just now that we're seeing this huge like menstrual movement where people are starting to open up um not necessarily in every part of the world not in every culture but we're seeing interest in many cultures of people like opening up talking about like hey I have these really bad cramps and learning oh that's actually not normal like you shouldn't be going through cramps that bad like here's some like some medicine or some you know tactics or stretches or whatever you could do to help that and here's period products that are actually better for your cramps or better for the environment and why do we spend so much money on these things because they're like in some states they're still taxed as luxury items yeah and like there's just there's the conversation is so much bigger well, than themselves. you're absolutely right and they're they're like we're t- we're talking about the economics of silence here mm-hmm. because when i when i talk about like the far and wide-ranging implications of this stigma like we're it, it's not just the e- economics that affect you personally it's you know somewhere somewhere in this world there are girls who aren't going to school because mm-hmm. they don't have any kind of mechanism to i don't know clean themselves up you know they they don't have hygiene products available mm-hmm. to them or culturally you know they're unclean or what have you you know here yeah. in the states we have luxury taxes that are implemented the pink tax on these very very tend historically feminine driven products and things mm-hmm. that deeply impact women and other individuals of marginalized gender experience so mm-hmm. you have you have all of these like really deep problems oh funding Funding is a huge one for mm-hmm. me. You know, so many women deal with adverse effects during their their menstrual cycle. And because we don't talk about it, these issues are woefully underfunded. We look at endometriosis. We look at yeah. PCOS. We look at all of these. Hell, we look at PMS, which let's face mm-hmm. it, is a bitch. You know, <laughs> we have all of these. We have all of these health issues that are are not being addressed because mm-hmm. there is a there is a a gag order on them. Yeah. Like we can't talk about them. I can't go into a professional environment and tell my boss like, "Hey, I'm going to take it easy today. I might leave a little bit early. I feel shitty because I have my period." You have yeah. to like bench bench it in these like euphemisms, mm-hmm. you know. So so I just wanted to mention that. Make sure that we you know talked about the the bigger aspects of this conversation now. Yeah, absolutely. And something you touched on with like, you know, there are young menstruators and girls like missing school because of not having access to affordable and proper period care items. And my business partner, she actually did research in India with a team of of people interested in the topic and heard about people's experiences first time using a menstrual cup, just their period care experiences in general. And we heard some really, really interesting and kind of like sad things about the stigma in other countries. But to a lot of people's surprise, one in five young American menstruators in the United States are missing school because they don't have access to proper period care. Like it is an issue that is in our backyards. Um, And and I think a lot of people don't realize like how much of a luxury we make period products out to be when they're they're not. Like imagine being um, someone who's not in a house, someone who's experiencing homelessness and um, 
not being able to afford period care when it comes to feeding your children um, or buying yourself period care products or when it comes to feeding yourself like it's like what are you going to sacrifice and unfortunately a lot of times it is period care which is creating a wider gap in education for people with periods it's creating a wider gap in the workforce especially like you mentioned like just being able to talk about it openly like periods can be really debilitating for some people and like that's why things like menstrual leave should be tacked into people's pay time off and like so that's something we do at sunny and like like is for sure oh my god I love that okay sorry I just got really excited (laughs) yeah I mean honestly like the fact is like if you're a menstruator and another like really quick caveat friends I'm specifically using the term menstruator and not woman because hey hashtag not all women have periods and not all period havers and menstruators are women. Dun, 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 dun. Love to hear it. Yes. yes. Uh, so, so we're, I just want to, you know, pop that out there, but we are very specific. We're using that term very intentionally, mm-hmm. but menstruators, you know, they're, they're, they're dealing with all of this stuff. And it, it, but the fact is like, it, you're going to have a shitty two days uh, on average, you know, two, three mm-hmm. days, every single month if if everything is proceeding as normal and i mean really you want to have that experience every month because that means that you're healthy and that your body is ridding itself of detritus and all the you know it's cleansing itself so mm-hmm. the, your your menstruation is inherently a good thing for your body but it really sucks for two to three days <laughs> on average some people deal with more some people deal with less um, you know, but it, it's really difficult. So I love that you're like creating grace and space for your employees for that, that way to lead the, lead the way. That's, uh, that's impressive. <laughs> have you, have you seen those videos online of the like, uh, like period pain st- simulators? Yes. So they, oh like, my the thing, they're like these videos. If you go to YouTube, I swear, if you like, if you search for, period simulators you'll see like all of these dudes uh Mm -hmm. it's like a it's an app or at least the ones that i've seen is an apparatus where it like Uh sends an electrical current that would mimic a menstrual cramp and then you see these these like people who have never experienced menstrual menstrual cramps just like doubled over in pain and i'm just like i'm so sorry man i'm so sorry i just i feel you like it's not it's not a good feeling my favorite (laughs) my favorite are the couples and it's like the like if it's like a woman, she'll she'll be there and they'll be like, what I think the scale's like one to ten on pain. And they'll crank it up to ten. And she's like, Yeah, I mean, this doesn't feel great, but kind of just feels like my period. And then the like boyfriend or husband, whoever will will put it on and they're like dying at like a level five. I know. It's, it's like right. I do, have, I do experience me. a little bit of Jaden Freud. I'm not proud of it. Like, don't <laughs> don't judge me. I know that it's not good, but I'm just like, yeah, now you understand. Why I yeah. need chocolate in multiple baths at the end of right. the month. And it's, it's not only like putting it into perspective for people who don't have periods. And honestly, watching those, I was like, holy shit, like my period is that painful. Like we just live like that. We deal with that and we expect to go to work and we expect to and like. And we do it quietly and in many cases, like, like nothing is wrong. Okay. All right. I, this was like a whole <laughs> tangent. I knew that I wanted to talk about it, but all right. We have established <laughs> That periods are not always fun. <laughs> yeah. And we have established that there are some pretty deep systemic issues that we have to deal with. And one of the first ways that we deal with with it is by talking about it. Now, you made an excellent point, Drew. Uh, you know, the fact is we haven't seen a lot of innovation in 
menstrual hygiene products Mm -hmm. over the course of centuries, you know, for since the time of the Egyptians, you know, they, they, Mm -hmm. we had individuals using papyrus and just kind of cramming it in there. And now we just have a fancier version of that because it comes with wings. And so... You are, so you're leading something of a social movement as well as a business and a product innovation. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. And first things first, I want to talk to you about Sunny Period. Like what specifically is your period cup, reusable applicator, like all of these things, what does that user experience look like? Yeah. So I guess at a high level, yeah, we're Sunny Period, and we really focus on three main things, and that is the sustainable and innovative products like I talked about, um, and I'll, I can get more into that in a second, um, but then also the inclusive and honest education, just being like, hey, this is like basically everything we just talked about is what we're trying to talk about on a daily basis, and then the right. last thing is that global give back, and that kind of goes into the conversation we had about like people not having access to affordable period care. So like you said, like we're trying to create a whole menstrual movement. It is so much more than the products and everything to do with erasing the stigma, you know, donating period care products and and what have you. But um, we created the Sunny Cup and Applicator, which is a reusable menstrual cup, like I had sort of mentioned before, Um, but it inserts with, with a reusable applicator like a tampon style applicator. So basically oh, wow. marrying the sustainable, like environmentally sustainable and economic uh, benefits of a menstrual cup with the user friendliness of a tampon. Okay. And, and I mean, as a hygiene products user, like that sounds super intriguing to me because it, it, as you said, like the first time you tried to use a menstrual cup, like it's not, it's not the most intuitive process. Like you kind of have to, play around and mesh <laughs> mash things around a little yes. bit in order to and it, it and it it's not it, it's a little weird I'm not gonna lie like you're you're in a bathroom stall or you're in your bathroom and you're just like what 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 is this it's what very hands-on <laughs> and so Incredible. anything to make that process easier I'm gonna be like yes full 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 fan <laughs> like yay uh, and so, so you're giving, you're giving women back a little bit of agency, you know, you're making mm-hmm. a process that could, could potentially be very complicated. You're making it easier. And that yes. is fantastic. Um, you know, talk to us about this, this revolution that you're kind of, you're leading a company with social impact. And so, mm-hmm. so talk to us about that, like how you're kind of in it, not only innovating with the space product wise, but also kind of trying to change hearts and minds and attitudes. I, I would love to hear more about this. Yeah. So it all starts with education, like, and educating ourselves and others. So like I mentioned in 2018, when I entered into that business idea pitch competition, I actually ended up winning $25,000 from that, went to college and took that money to start working on the prototyping and product development of the Sunny Cup and Applicator. And we talked to hundreds of menstruators and, you know, try to understand like, what do you need? What do you like? What could be better for you? And just starting by opening up the conversation and educating ourselves. Um, And then we went through hundreds of iterations of prototyping for the product. And we were like, okay, cool. Now we have this product, but how do we get people to understand it? Like, how do we sell a product that people don't want to talk about in the first place? Like, there may be people listening to the podcast right now that are like, what what even is a menstrual cup? I know. I'm sure that we lost people (laughs) who were just like, ew, gross. (laughs) Yeah. And that's that's the first, like, part of it. Like, we've had some real, 
we'll get to that. We've had some really funny stories that people be like, what the hell's going on? But um, once we had the prototyping like completed and we were ready to share this with the world, we posted a video on social media on TikTok actually and ended up having it go viral. The very first time we actually posted a video of us demonstrating one of the prototypes, it got hundreds of thousands of views followed by other videos with like millions of views on TikTok and Instagram and people just being like, oh my God, like for a lot of people who are familiar with menstrual cups in the space, they were like, a menstrual cup with an applicator, duh. Like, yes. that, like why didn't I think of that? Like I've been needing this my whole life and I didn't Hopefully. realize it. Oh, and then, work. <laughs> right? Like, it was so cool to see people just intuitively get it. Well, a lot of people, not everybody. We yeah. had so many people, even like the funniest ones, like Howie Mandel uh, made a, co- a commentate and like reposted a video on his TikTok um, commenting our, on our video. And he was like, what the hell is that thing? Is that a shot glass? Like, we've had just so many interesting responses. And that's when we've really like had to take a step back and be like, okay, we like we're, we have to be so much more than selling a product. Like we need to explain to people what this is and, and why it might be beneficial to them. Like we're not necessarily trying to force everyone to use the Sunny Cup and applicator, but sure. we do want people to find the best product for them. And this might be might be that. So with all that being said, we're in the pre-order phase right now. Um, and we're still like in the manufacturing process. So when it comes to the social give back and the education, we're doing everything we can at the stage that we're at. So we provide a lot of free educational resources, like um, talking about, like you said, like what is a menstruator, someone who has a period, what is a period product, like what are your different options? And just opening up that conversation now that we started to build a social media presence for ourselves. Um, And then the other part of that is like, um, partnering with nonprofit organizations to help donate. Like we'll do campaigns or like do different things where we're like donating funds to, to existing nonprofits. But eventually we'd love to have a nonprofit arm of our own where we can donate our own products and, and really develop those partnerships. Wow. So, so you said something that, that I'm going to drill down on just a little bit, but first things first, I do have to tell y'all about today's episode sponsor. I think you, you, you know, at this point that we are huge fans of full scale. They produce the, the full, the startup hustle podcast. They are amazing friends, partners, and allies. But one of the things that they do really, really, really well is they can help you build out your software team quickly and affordably. You know, Everybody, every tech talent I know, every startup founder I know who who is leading a tech-enabled product knows that finding expert software developers can be really, really difficult. You know, you spend a lot of time and resources recruiting, and with FullScale, you don't have to do that. You can just reach out to them, use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs, see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team, fully vetted, very talented developers. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. Like, I just, I cannot stress enough the positive feedback I've gotten from full scale clients. Like I just love hearing about the success stories and I, I would love to see you want to be one of them. All right. So now we're, we're going to drill down just a little bit in, into this, this conversation that is unfolding drew. <laughs> and what I want to know is this, you, you mentioned something about you, you reached out to menstruators and you were like, tell us of your experience. What was the general feedback that you got when you were in the iteration product or 
iteration process with the product. What kind of feedback, what were you hearing from, from menstruators on, on what they were looking for? Yeah. So a lot of it was like what I said towards the beginning of like ease of use. Um, and because people's periods are already like such a horrible, shitty time of the month for most people, not all people, but it's, for a lot. It's not the best. <laughs> it's, it's, for me, it's not been the best experience. So it's like, what can I do to make this easier? And that looks like so many different things, like easier financially, easier in terms of like, why do I have to change my tampon every hour? This sucks. Easier in terms of like, I don't want to have to figure out this apparatus and how to like get it positioned inside me properly. And we really tried to take those most important components that I just mentioned and marry them together. Um, of course, there's like other benefits, like the environmental sustainability like I talked about. But when we um, went to people and we were like, hey, like how much are you spending on period products every year? Like up like hundreds of dollars and thousands, like over $14,000 in someone's lifetime can be spent on period products. And pink like, tax, period. pink tax, pink tax. And the pink tax does not help <laughs> with that. And when people switch to a reusable product, you can save thousands over your lifetime because a menstrual cup can be reused for for up to a year or more and so we just tried to we just kept going back to this reusability the menstrual cup like the menstrual cup is the answer to so many of these problems like like hundreds of thousands of tons of period care waste goes into landfills every single year use a reusable you're spending so much money use a reusable and the ensuing products that are problems that happen when people try to flush them billions (laughs) billions of dollars a year like it is crazy how much money is spent and how much waste is is out there because of period care products and just the little innovation that's been done to tampons and pads over the past like 100 years and it all pointed towards reusable products one of those being a menstrual cup but then we had people try a traditional menstrual cup and they were like yeah no this is not worth my time because at the end of the day at the end of the day if you're like being more inconvenienced than your period already is like it's just not worth it and right. so we were like how do we get people to try this thing like how do we get people to feel like this is easy and this is going to make their life better um but still have all those other benefits that you were looking for and that's when we came up with the sunny cup yeah. Well, so so I'm going really quick before we we delve a little bit more deeply. I I want to I want to bring up a I want to bring up something the importance of customer feedback in the women's space. Now, Drew, mm-hmm. I'm sure that you remember this, but some of our listeners might not know that a while back, I think it was like a couple years ago now, maybe a year ago, uh, there was a company that debuted on I believe it was Shark Tank. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm about to talk about? Okay, I need to hear this. What is it? Okay, so I can't, I, I'm not going to name the product. Like you can do Google searches independently okay, okay. if you want to, but it was a it was a pink glove. Oh, and oh my god! Was founded by two two cisgender dudes, as far as I know. Uh, you know, do not believe that either one of them had ever had a period Mm -hmm. and they developed this glove and they made it pink because, you know, girls love pink, but they had, they made this glove, this disposable glove. And essentially that's what it was, a pink disposable glove. And you use it to take out your tampon or your diva cup or what have you. And you, to keep your hands clean, Right. Because how dare you get icky, icky and, and, Well, and the thing is, like, it was, it, I, like, on Shark Tank, I think it got funded. Like, it, it got funded, and it was kind of lauded mm-hmm. as, like, oh, this revolution. And then it's, like, it got out to the public, and the public, and in particular, menstruators were, like, 
this has never been a problem. This has never been right. anything that we like. You do your thing, you wash your hands really well. Like that's the, that is as difficult as this process needs to be. And I just, I remember that you know, because I'm just like, I, I wonder what would have happened had those founders done a little bit of market research on the front mm -hmm. end and just been like, hey, maybe we should ask some ladies, maybe we should ask some menstruators, <laughs> like what they what they think about this. Uh, because they were they were mocked pretty hard <laughs> uh, yeah. on social media. And, and I mean, I, I do kind of feel bad about that. But <laughs> that being said, like you, you, what you have done with Sunny Period is you, you have taken user feedback and made it actionable with your product. Mm -hmm. And I love that. So what were some yeah. of your listening mechanisms? Did you do surveys, interviews? Like how did you come to the the product innovations or iterations that you were going to be be working with? Oh my gosh, all of the above. Oh, I mean, it started. And I, I don't think you necessarily have to have the problem yourself to create something really useful for others, but you do need to fully understand it. So luckily for me, it started with me and me noticing an issue with myself and my own period. And that was my launch pad. Um, but from there, it went to really baseline. And I'm, I'm trying to keep this like really simple initially, because I want people to know that you could literally go do this and start something yourself. Like you don't have to do super expensive and extensive user studies to start out with. Like talk to your friends, talk to your family, be like, hey, have you tried this? Like for me, have you tried a menstrual cup? Like, what do you think about it? And then from there, when I met my business partner, Cindy, um, she had done research in India. So she had done some of that more like upscale research and had learned very similar things to what I was seeing with my own friend groups. Um, yeah. And then from there, we, we banded together and we started doing just pretty simple surveying, like, you know, like survey monkey, whatever surveys. And then yeah. um, it got to the point where we had prototypes and we were doing beta testing, several rounds of beta testing. Um, we as we were trying to figure out like the main target demographic, we talked to everyone from like teenagers to young adults to we're like maybe college students specifically would like this, or maybe moms would really like this because it's an on the go type type thing. And you don't really have time to deal with your period. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we, when you've got like two toddlers knocking on the door while you're trying to go to bat to go to the bathroom, <laughs> speed is a is an important factor, <laughs> right? It's like I don't know what parent has time to like change their tampon or pad every couple of hours. Like a menstrual cup might be the good might be the right solution, right? Um, but what we found is that there is some interest across across the board, really, with menstruators. Now we do like we saw that it kind of skewed a little bit younger because you know when you're in your forties and you're you've been using the same products for forever. Maybe you're not interested in switching. Not everybody, but maybe, maybe you're not. Um, we saw that it skewed more towards people who were interested in the sustainability piece is a huge one. Um, and people yeah. kind of who were interested in that, like saving money factor by not buying yeah. boxes of tampons and pads every month. Um, but across the board, like, I think we got kind of lucky. And when we did our pre-order launch, because at this stage, a lot of menstruators know what a period cup is. They know what a menstrual cup is. Right. So we, when, when I had started this back in 2018, I was like, oh my God, like we got to explain what a menstrual cup is and then why they should use this better option of a menstrual cup. But right. at this point, a lot of people do know what a menstrual cup is. And that's why we got that, oh yeah, duh response when we posted the video because they were like, oh yeah, duh, an, an applicator, tampon style applicator with menstrual cup, like that is genius. Like that makes sense. Right. Um, and so because of all that research we had done and the care we took with like the time 
and the launch and all that, um, we were able to get such a positive experience. And because we, we beta tested, we know that people enjoy the user experience, that it really came down to communication. So what was your greatest product development challenge? Um, I... I say this jokingly, but it actually is not a joke um, that I have had hundreds of really bad prototypes inside myself. <laughs> and that was not fun in the beginning. But, like on I, the face of it, just so you know, that sentence is really disturbing. Like I understand what you're getting at, but <laughs> yeah, like I've had to like test out like prototypes sure. that were like brittle. And so they like broke when I was you know what I mean like with the applicator or like um, cups that were really stiff or cups that were really soft and like they tore when I tried taking them out like these crazy prototypes in the beginning um and just having to go back and forth and then towards the end of the prototyping phase it was down to the millimeters like how do we perfect this edge of the cup or the thickness or thinness of this applicator or whatever. Like it was down to like, how do we make a product that's going to work for most people? Because that's the thing. Every anatomy is different. Things that we were testing, we have to go out and beta test because every person's body is different and everyone's preferences are different. Um, And so creating something that was universal enough, um, but different enough from what already exists was, was interesting. Well, because the the ultimate goal is you you want to create a product that people don't even realize that they're using. Like once you, it's right. kind of like set it and, and forget it. You exactly. know, once you get it in, you you don't want to know that you're wearing a menstrual cup and and it, or or a tampon or whatever your hygiene mm-hmm. product of choice is. Like you don't want to be aware of it. And that's the goal. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, so so I, I love that you got to get so specific, like down to the to the millimeter. That's impressive. Uh, you know, trying to figure that out. But that's a That's a consistently iterative process. And I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure that over time, like new materials will be introduced or, you mm-hmm. know, you'll offer maybe I don't know, maybe someday you'll have like different sizes or different yeah. you know, whatever. So. What is the future for Sunny Period? Like, I'm really curious, and I, I'm, I'm going to ask you a two-part question. So okay. the first part of the question is, from a product standpoint, what is next? But then the second part of the question is, what does that mean in the face of the larger menstrual care hygiene products landscape? Like, what are you hoping to see? What direction are you hoping to go in? How do you plan mm-hmm. to grow with the industry? Love that. Yeah. So first part of it, I mean, you touched on it. We want to develop other sizes and options for people because like we said, or like I said, everybody's preference and anatomies are different. Right. Um, We want to also expand internationally. Like right now we're selling um, direct to consumer, like so all online um, just within the United States. We want to expand internationally and then we want to continue product development. And that kind of goes into your second question of like the future of period care. Like I don't want to have another a hundred year stagnant period where, (laughs) but like, I, I want to always be innovating. Like this is a space that I think slowly, but surely we're becoming more confident and comfortable as a society to talk about. And we're allowing more space for women and menstruators to be the leaders of that conversation. And so every day I'm seeing, you know, new devices come out that are better for different people. And that's why when I said, we're not necessarily trying to force anyone to use the Sunny Cup and Applicator, we're just trying to give another option. 
because we want like our ultimate goal is for people to have a comfortable period for people to be comfortable talking about their period and if the sunny cup is right for you that's great if our educational resources are helpful to you that's great if we're helping people by donating product and money or whatever um that's also great like that's why we do try to take this holistic approach to period care that's beyond a single product those are some big dreams, my friends. <laughs> I, I mean, you're you're revolutionizing an industry. You are building a product. You're building a client base. You're doing that education piece. Hey, you um, know what? Oh, I, was sorry, gonna, go I was gonna say, you know what? Like, I'm 23. I think I've got time and, and yeah. space to do this in the industry. And I think the the big dreamers is like those are the people getting getting stuff oh, done, man. making awesome things like this. Well, so so that it it actually leads beautifully into my my next question. So thank you for that. You know, you're 23 years old, and you have you know clearly you have a good head on your shoulders. Uh, you're getting the one of the best crash course educations that you <laughs> possibly get as a, a an emerging entrepreneur. What's next for you? For me, I mean. Professionally, I think we talked a lot about that. Personally, I'd love to live somewhere that is fun and adventurous and to travel. I think the as hard as I'm working, I want to have that much fun as well. I think I, I sure. try to have that work-life balance for sure. Like we talked about the, the menstrual leave, um, but that also goes into just like taking time for ourselves. Like that's when creativity is sparked when we are inspired in our personal life. So whatever that looks like, whether it's spending more time outdoors or, um, you know, moving to a place that inspires me or expanding our team and, and getting other voices within Sunny, I think that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Well, of course I love all of that. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to give a little, of your treasure away because I one of the things that I love to do on my episodes of the show is I, I like that actionable advice. So mm -hmm. not every one of our founders is really interested in doing work within the hygiene products, menstrual care space, and that's okay. But mm -hmm. to those folks playing at home, you know, what is some of your best advice as an, as an entrepreneur? What would you tell them as a founder who is achieving the success? You know, what is, what is one of the things that helped you on your journey or what are, what are some tips and tricks that you can give them? I would say, I mean, this may have been oversaid, but ask for help. Like you said, this is the ultimate crash course. I started this when I was in high school and I didn't know a damn thing about entrepreneurship or creating a medical device or manufacturing supply chain, none of that. And building a team of people around me who knew more than I did, like staying humble with understanding the things that I do and don't know. Um, and just building a team around me was, I think is the only way I could be successful. Like whether it was just really needing to lean on someone when I didn't understand how to do something, or I had a final exam in college and it was a really stressful week. And so I need to lean on someone because I just couldn't handle it all. Like, I think just ask for help. Build okay. I like it. No, that is, that is excellent advice. And I think too often founders, I don't know if like founders don't want to impose or if they, you know, want, want everybody around them to like see that they're thriving and wit hashtag winning, you know, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I do think that entrepreneurs often struggle to ask for help. So that is, that is impeccable advice. And now 
I'm going to ask you the human question, and I don't actually know what it is, so I'm looking around <laughs> for inspiration, and I'm going to say, oh, okay, I'm going to ask you, who are some of your heroes? Just, just give us a couple. Who are some of your heroes? Oh, my gosh. This is a... This is a good question. This is always a tough question. I, know, I mean, there's there are always like I always have like thirty different answers at the ready, <laughs> and I'm like nobody wants to hear all that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'd say non-specifically, just all of the incredible like women and minority and LGBTQ plus entrepreneurs that are like even in femtech, like in the space that I'm in. And yeah. like seeing the incredible things that they're doing and being so like-minded. Um, that's just like, it's so cool to see. Like, of course, as entrepreneurs, we have a competitive nature and we, you know, we want to be great in our field. Um, but how cool is it to have people like Nadia Okamoto or like, you know, people like her who we, are... we talked about her in pre-show prep friends. She's another uh, innovator within the period care space. And one of my girl crushes, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I can't help but think I've, I've spoke with her a couple of times, but like, I can't help but think like, we clearly have similar goals and like interests yeah. in, in life. And yeah. I think that's so special. And I hope that, um, as the younger generations are entering into entrepreneurship and the startup world that we can, we can make space to work together and to be so supportive of the fact that we're all just kind of working towards similar goals. So I'd say other people, other young women entrepreneurs in the space are super, super. Okay. That is a great answer. And I, I, you have a collaborative approach with a community lens and that, that is beautiful, Drew. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I can't tell you, this has been, this has been super fun for me. Uh, I I, I have to admit there's a little piece of me that's like, I get to talk about periods for my job. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I feel that every day. Well, I I appreciate that about you and I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you today, Drew. Thanks so much for coming on the show. It was so fun. Thank you. Good. All right. Well, and, and we, of course, have to thank today's episode sponsor, uh, FullScale. Do you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders? Let FullScale help. They have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and then let the platform match you up with fully vetted, highly experienced software engineers, testers, and leaders. A whole team of them, if you want. Uh, At FullScale, they specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io. Definitely check the show notes. Uh, Another thing you should check the show notes for, or I mean, hey, you know, not even the show notes, just go out into the the digital space and we want you to find us, listeners. Uh, One of the things that fuels us is hearing your stories and hearing your reviews and hearing about how a founder's story affected your approach and your feeling about entrepreneurship. We love hearing those stories and we want your feedback. So make sure to pop into our, we have a group chat on Facebook. We've got a community on LinkedIn. Um, You know, find us and let us know, like suggest founders. We we just, we want to hear your voices and make sure that the show Startup Hustle serves you as entrepreneurs, because that's what we are here to do. So definitely do that and definitely keep on coming back. We love it that you come back and listen week after week. We are extremely extraordinarily grateful, and we will catch you next time. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.
like we do it.